0: In this episode of the RV Small Talk podcast, we invited a friend, a guest, who really gets off the grid into faraway places. We're gonna ask him, why? Like, what are you thinking? Why would you do that? But also, we're gonna ask about his dogs and his, his equipment, his travel plans, all kinds of things. So if you are at all interested in going way, way, way off grid and maybe seeing no people, this is the kind of person you want to connect with. So we brought Tyler Hunter in, and we're going to talk to him. In the meantime, let's get this intro out of the way. Welcome to the RV Small Talk Podcast, where we talk about tiny tiny trailers, truck campers, and the people, places, and adventures that go right along with them. We're your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Clint.
1: I'm PJ. And I'm sitting next to the human construction cone.
0: <laughs> what? good. Oh, oh, ah. And our guest today is Tyler Hunter, and he he can be found online. We'll we'll mention this again later as Texas Canine Overland. And we're going to cover all that the Texas part, the canine part and the overland part. But first, I ran into you first here when I saw your trailer in our shop a few months ago, a better part of a year ago at this point, and I thought, wow, that's a great-looking trailer, fantastic-looking rig, and I, it had evidence of already having been out there, um, and then I saw you picking up, and your truck matched the trailer, so I, I knew you were in business somehow. <laughs>
2: and I, so well, a lot of people's truck matches their trailer, uh, but, but what with with you a didn't really say good rap is this graphics. trailer is... Wowza.
0: Yeah, It absolutely. is
2: orange-ish. Stunning. It is very cool. All kinds of geometric shapes, all kinds of stuff on it. Mm-hmm. And then the truck arrives and it yeah. looks just like that. It is
0: so stinking cool. Right. And it had an Instagram handle so high. I was like, I'm going to look that up. You know, <laughs> just kind of side-eye that. And I think Texas that was Canada his number.
1: plan. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> See? Your
0: branding's working. Yeah.
3: Well, thank you. So, um, So, what were we doing for you in our shop? i had to have some rewiring done okay yeah i wanted to uh do a direct wire into the motor uh-huh. so that i could maximize the um charging right i did that well, as like well like a dc batteries. to dc yes That's exactly what i did mm-hmm. I and did we do that. that for you you did did a great job did we job. do a good job mm-hmm.
1: okay it was
3: going <laughs> just through the, sure. just the pin for a it's while not enough but i was only getting like 13.2 uh-huh. And so now that I got it direct wired, I'm at like 14.5 all the time. I love it. Yeah. So DC to DC charger.
0: One of my yeah. favorite things. There, I've there's a big so, difference
1: between 13.2 and 13.5. Yes,
0: yes, there is. But that's only like 0.3. And yet there's a big difference. If you look at your cell it's phone a and you go from a standard one amp to a two amp charger, it's massive. It'll and charge then, twice as fast. And then if you just go 2.3 or 2.6, it's still a massive jump. It's crazy oh, how it works. Okay. Yeah. I feel
1: like we started in yeah. deep here. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Let's,
0: well, let's yeah. Get we right we just that. lost <laughs> half our <laughs> listeners yeah. right there. Okay. Well, <laughs> welcome back, listeners. We're gonna ask actual thought out questions now.
1: <laughs> oh, let's let's not put the pressure on. Okay. So, yeah. can we start with what? I mean, I have not seen your trailer. I'm guessing it's orange because you're orange
0: um but i'm orange what (laughs) what,
1: what, you you are not orange your
2: shirt is orange yes
0: your hat is orange everybody listening go ahead and head over to our youtube
3: and see the orange
2: (laughs) hence the construction (laughs) so what trailer (laughs) is it
3: what is it it's a boreas xt a boreas xt right which is made out of pueblo colorado yeah it's a solid one it's it's definitely for the back country Overlanding trailer. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Okay. Yes. Very good. So where did you come from? Why are you, what, Yeah, how (laughs) did this get
0: started? We've talked many times about Texas not having any public land to do all this backcountry stuff. So why are
3: you here? Well, you know, (laughs) how do we find you? TXK
1: nine sounded really good together. Right.
3: Well, (laughs) yeah, here for it. The TX is for Texas, and the K nines because I've got my dogs Duke and Lacey, and they travel with me. And then, of course, the overland TXK and overland. it It was more of a family kind of coming up with the. The name, mm-hmm. uh, my wife, daughter, her fiance they they helped with that, mm-hmm. and the whole idea of doing Ke- Texas Canyon Overland came about because somebody said, "Well, if you're going to do this, you might as well create an LLC out of it." Because you might do this
1: a- as in camp.
3: Well, do this as a potential business. In addition to, I'm, I'm already going to do it, so you might as well pursue a tax deduction on it.
1: Yeah. Because
3: there's yeah. quite a few expenses yeah. involved. Yeah. When it comes it to, is to like it. A Not an inexpensive your fuel, your project. maintenance, and yeah. everything, it, it adds up quickly.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what is the business?
3: Well, the business is. Give us the business. The business is really <laughs> an influencer, okay. if you will. So, you make videos. Yeah. I make videos. I was going to do that anyhow. So, it's videography, mm-hmm. some drone work. Um, and then posting on Instagram, which to, that, which to my surprise, I'm up to about 14,000 followers. So. Ah,
1: yeah, that's, that's so cool. I mean,
3: that's really crazy. Does it feel
1: it, weird knowing that many people are watching Well, you,
3: you wonder, if, is it really that many or, you know, what? It uh, really is. But I've got a pretty <laughs> good community of people that we, we do talk and communicate. And the Overland community in general is a really good community of people.
0: This is true. We're going to dive into Very all that. caring people. But let's start with the genesis of your camping and how how you've meandered into the overland style what what's your background with all this
2: were well, you a boy scout that's what i want to know no, the
3: the genesis was um after 35 years in corporate america and being in a lot of urban environments mm-hmm. wanting to get out and get away from that type of environment that's what did you do in the corporate world i worked in a biotech industry yeah
2: biotech it's okay. like tech, but bio. I don't, yeah. I don't know what that means. You know, well, like
1: technology, but bio. Oh, yeah. You,
2: you, <laughs> well, you try to sound so smart, let Marla, you explain it out. <laughs> I, I know you have no
3: idea either, okay? You could say biotech. You could say big pharma. Basically, I worked in a national account uh, director position. Okay. Yeah. Which, basically, I went out and talked to the big insurance companies that pay for various products and did contracts with them.
2: Ah, pharmaceuticals. So they, right,
3: so they, they would be available at ah. a particular copay, et cetera, down through the insurance benefit. Man, yeah. that
2: is about as corporate yeah. and detailed as it gets. That's, that's super a,
0: urban. I'm really super urban. you found the forest. Yeah. So <laughs> for the trees, obviously.
2: Through all of that corporate life, are you the guy who always went out trekking in the middle of nowhere, or always kind of knew that was what you wanted to do? Did you go camping? Were you a tent camper, a backwoods hiker? I mean, when did all that it start?
3: One day uh, you're like, I got, I got to get out of here. I think it started with uh, my motorcycle riding. Mm-hmm. And um, living in places like West Virginia, which is a very friendly Beautiful. state to yes. people who want to ride right. and be off, off road right. and doing those things. And, and then after riding for a period of about 10 years okay. and then with the aging process and a few uh-huh. broken bones, et cetera, mm-hmm. I've just transitioned into, well, what can I do in, a, in an adventure environment, a backcountry environment? without, you know, having to pick up a bike or mm-hmm. recover from another spine surgery kind of thing. Ooh. So, you know, a few injuries along the way sure. and I thought, well, I still want to do this. I want to be able to go further and and so it it became let's find a better way to do this that'll carry me, you know, in the long term.
2: So, how old were you when you started like saying, "Hey, I want to buy a camper and go have some adventures."
3: really uh, mid 40s okay yeah late 40s
2: so you're saying there's still time
3: there's still time yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well
2: you know a lot of people are saying i don't know anything about that so i i couldn't do it i'm not that guy but why couldn't they be that guy
3: i mean i go to the overland expo events which Uh are four of the big ones um in the united states Mm -hmm. and um i meet People of all ages, and mm-hmm. I meet men and women in their seventies, early eighties, still out there yes. right. adventuring in this environment, right. and it's great. So you don't it, really
0: have—you don't really have any background in the more traditional sense of RVing. You—you you are already you're like I—I I do adventure motorcycling, which is off the beaten path. It's That's trails, right. it's for service roads. It's—it's it's not state park and right. prepared campgrounds.
3: I, I went from dual sport. Mm-hmm. Motorcycle riding mm-hmm. on a BMW GSr you know twelve hundred, and there you had all of your gear by yourself or with a friend, hopefully for right. safety, mm-hmm. and you were out in it. And so to continue that, the overlanding um, in a, in an off-grid trailer was just um, right. a normal thing Very for me. Similar to transition to
0: yeah, uh, just a different type of stability to get there. Yeah. Yeah. A little safer in four <laughs>
2: wheels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it,
0: was, it was easier to pack the dogs. Uh, uh, much easier yeah. to take
2: the dogs. You know, oh, yeah. the legs kept getting so tired.
0: You didn't want to try a Ural with a sidecar, bring the <laughs> <your> dogs <laughs> in the sidecar? Aww. Yeah.
2: So I
1: bet, so you decide to start going, you know, out camping, um, I, I bet your shopping for a trailer took some
3: time. Oh, how did the you whole, shop? What do I want? Thing. Yeah.
1: How did you shop for a trailer, and how did you decide on the the Bor
3: Borius Borius XT?
1: Boreas XT. Yeah. Good one. I even read it, and I still couldn't say.
0: it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the shopping experience took um a bit of time. Probably, Are we uh, talking
2: a month or a year? You look about like a researcher. Six
3: months. Yeah. yeah. Six
0: okay. months before pulling the trigger. Was it because uh, your entry point was I don't know what I'm looking at, or was it because you had a long list of it must meet these requirements kind of thing?
3: Yeah, it had a check the box kind of thing. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, that just met the all the.
1: What was the, of the runner box. up?
3: Uh, I don't really know if there was one, oh, okay. quite frankly. Really, I just mean, I, that one one? I think the Boreas XT really separates itself. Mm-hmm.
1: What mm-hmm. does it do that the other trailers don't do?
3: Well, first of all, it's got this Cruise Master suspension from Australia, Ooh. which is an independent just suspension. no more. <laughs> along, along with the, uh, the hitch that it has. The 360 hitch? Yeah, the 360 the articulating hitch. Mm-hmm. But so, a, a lot
1: of other trailers have that,
3: right? Know. But oh. not that one.
0: Oh,
2: OK. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out. I don't know that suspension, but there are a lot of independent suspensions coming up in the world. Maybe they weren't as prominent at that time. Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. yeah.
3: But, you know, you, you think back of where did like overlanding begin? Mm-hmm. And you have mm-hmm. to think Australia. The outback. Right. The that's outback. got some
2: cool factor yeah. to it. It has to cool factor. It was Australia. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that was I a mean, I guess that's true. And the way that this trailer aligned with my truck, it's like perfect symmetry behind the truck. So basically Uh wherever I can go with my truck or, you know, the trailer fits, it will go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've
3: been up um, very narrow passes, but I can look in my mirrors. And if I got three inches, I can get by that rock or I can go over it with that. Mm -hmm.
2: So. So for people who don't know what a Boreas XT is or have no concept, can you describe your trailer to us?
3: Sure. I mean, it's an off grid trailer um, with incredible suspension. um, And it's pretty much turnkey as far as you've got a um, living space, Mm -hmm. you've got climate control, you've got storage. Um,
2: How long is it? It's a stainless steel metal. It's
3: a 16 foot, okay, by about uh, six foot wide okay and it's got a it's got your outdoor kitchen and it's got Mm -hmm. the awnings and an outdoor shower it's it's and and the battery power is very good I mean I've been out for a month at a time with no shore power and and never worried about not okay. having enough energy. Are you
0: bringing solar with you to It top does off? have a
3: solar panel mm-hmm. on top, it that sure works. does. Uh-huh.
0: One solar
2: panel, and that works panel. for you?
3: Yeah, a what? 100, what kind of 100 amp, uh-huh. Wow, wow. That, now, and that, and when you're driving, you know, you'll get a little Particularly boost. with your DC to DC yeah. charger. Yeah, yeah. So, so it
2: keeps everything charged. Right. A lot of people listening are saying, yeah, well, I've got a 16-foot trailer, and when I step into it, you know, I've got all these things, but it, it isn't anything like yours so what makes yours different than maybe a standard 16 foot trailer can you stand up in it
3: no you can't stand up okay you got to learn to you know be on your knees a little bit okay um i mean it does carry 30 gallons of water Wow. Is, that is, thirty
2: gallons of fresh water for that fresh size water. Trailer. Do you, very, you like no crawl
3: around
1: on your knees, like a, a to the little, bed?
3: A little bit. No, you just you just roll yourself in or step in with well, one knee. Teardrop trailers, and then kind of you're good space. to go. Okay, yeah. but you
1: don't cook inside.
3: No, you don't cook. If you like
1: cooking. You need to stand up.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. And for those but, of you who are wondering, there is no bathroom.
3: Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's like you had to it think is. about
1: that for a second.
3: I mean, you got the tw- <laughs> you got the twenty three zero, you know, that goes around you, and you do have a private space. So twenty
0: three zero, they make all kinds of things like awnings yes. and tents, but also, it's a brand. Th- yeah. So it's a brand, and th- they also have this bivy, if you will, yeah. that kind of folds out like an awning. Yeah. So that's
3: what you're, and it's a circular. Uh-huh. You know, so you're you're you have privacy on four sides, and mm-hmm. I have a do I'm you, throwing out some branding here because it's important to have good brands that sure, you can. Sure, sure. So like the Rapon toilet is is very helpful. I was going to ask. Okay. you okay. Yeah. So I don't won't go into it unless you want. No, me no, too, no. Don't go into it. <laughs> it <laughs> a, I
2: having hope having, you
3: go having, into it. Having, <laughs> well, you do go into it, but <laughs> well, having the privacy in a toilet, and and if you want your wife or yeah, other to come along, come along, then they're they're more comfortable than that versus the shovel. So
0: you were really prepared for this because you started with 10 about a decade of motorcycle adventuring and camping off of your bike Correct. whereas a lot of people come into RVing in general from their house living in a house <laughs> <laughs> or an actual yeah.
2: rv right uh, and right a, a standard rv yeah. that you simply step in the door and it's like a mini house
0: and that's and that's the, yeah. the biggest things that we hear that the biggest hurdles that people is like i just can't move into the smaller trailer or the overland trailer area is i don't want to cook outside because what if it rains yeah what if uh, and then, then it rains and then then, you starve. Yeah,
1: then, <laughs> eat a granola 40 bar. Forty and, and forty up. Yeah. And,
0: or or there, I need an indoor bathroom. But it, you, the deal is, the, is is this this word need is funny. Yeah, because you don't. Most of human history didn't have indoor plumbing, so
1: you didn't really have to learn how to camp small. You already knew.
3: Yeah, I knew because yeah, of the, this wasn't up. The, you're a minimalist. <laughs> yeah, the minimalist from what a, about, from riding a bike.
2: What about heating and cooling?
3: Well, I'm fortunate in mine. I have a Propex heater in there Mm -hmm. and a Zero Breeze little Mm -hmm. air conditioning unit. For that space, it's it's fine. It's a small unit. And then I got the Air Max, you know, and you just Uh turn it opposite spin and open up your little windows and it Pulling brings trip. the air in yeah. so an so air max
2: of, is a high powered fan yeah in
3: the roof yeah so a lot of times i don't even need to put the air conditioning on mm-hmm. unless it's 105 right. and you're in texas and well, I was gonna that's say, that's but, right. to but it mountains. does start
2: with tx so yeah. if you're in texas you know 90 days between 100 and 110 yeah. this summer
0: yeah it was brutal that was tough but that's it another thing brutal. is is you find yourself this is what I do in the summertime, whenever possible. If it's summertime camping, and I'm from Texas, and I love camping in Texas. Summertime camping, I find a higher latitude and a higher altitude. Yes. And I think that, that's oftentimes what you find. Oh yeah, you go well. for the
3: elevation, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you Elephant, have to convince elevation. your fiance to like go camping with you, or is she down?
3: Oh, my wife of thirty seven oh, years. Your wife, sorry. Yeah. I thought no, you said fiance. No, I, mean, yeah. still honeymoon. That's, that's, that's I thought
2: earlier he I, said fiance. They haven't hit forty years yet. I, was, so I, I saw earlier honeymoon. he I was, said fiance.
3: I was talking about the toilet of your wife, partner, <laughs> fiance, whoever oh, you want. Okay.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Did, did you have to convince your wife to go cancer?
3: No, I mean I I pretty much go and she joins me on occasion. Okay. Yeah.
2: And she's Thrilled about that, or I mean, any trepidation? She shows up.
3: <laughs> uh, you you know, you wear orange as part of the safety. You have to have your safety. I got the Zolio of satellite, you know, so I can okay. drop cookies along the way and keep in touch. So you can cookies? see your last,
0: the last place he checked in. He can, cookies? Well, yeah, not edible, not 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 cookies, edibles. Any. Kind of like old websites had have, had have, have breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. That's yeah. it. It's not cookies. a digital locator. Oh. Yeah. yeah, digital
3: locator. They should call
1: them something else. They should. Yeah, because now I'm hungry. <laughs>
3: there, there's definitely some trepidation there at times, but I try to uh-huh. try to work within the safety margin,
2: right? While still
3: um, going further and pushing it just a bit.
2: <laughs> so when you said, "Hey, sweetie, I think I want to buy a trailer. My bike's getting a little more than I want to handle." Um, I imagine there was some relief from getting you off a bike in the backwoods, but did she say, great, buy a trailer? I mean, what was the initial reaction here?
3: I think she was excited that I was um, even thinking about doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, just the thought process of are you really going to do this, which most times in my life when I think I'm going to do something, I do follow through. So I think she got on board with the exploration Mm. of the whole experience of actually going through the the buying process and then having some of the initial experiences and now to where there's a community and there's people and there's friends that I have on Mm -hmm. the trail and online that I can visit with and meet up with. Mm -hmm. And so it's become a a whole nother um, avenue.
2: Were you retired by then?
3: Um, Yes.
2: So uh, my experience is that that she probably needed you to find an adventure? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. So we heard
1: about the trailer.
2: Uh, Get on to
0: the important stuff, Lindsay.
1: Dogs. Uh, tell me about the doggos.
3: My two dogs, Duke and Lacey. Those are
1: like the most overlanding dog names ever. I know. I
0: know. <laughs> <Right>? Totally.
3: <laughs> Not just overlanding. The Texas yeah, overlanding. Yeah, Duke and Lacey. <laughs> Duke and Lacey. They're American purebred yellow labs. They have the same father. Wow. Gus. And so when I had Duke, he's about 80 pounds. I was talking to the breeder and I said, man, I would love to have a fox red female. If you breed Gus with a fox red female and have a litter, then I would get another dog from you. That way you could Mm -hmm. have the two pups and they could play. Mm -hmm. The breeder said, well, I don't know. I might do that in a couple years, two, three years. Well. Within six months, she called me and said, "I've, I've got a litter of fox reds coming." Oh, so dang! So I was first on the yeah. list and picked up Lacey. and
1: Which they, one's which one's the good dog?
3: Well, the more <laughs> the more chill dog is Duke. Lacey is I mean she's nonstop. It's we totally get up young. and named is, her
1: Lacy, so she
3: runs all day long. What are their ages nonstop? now? What are they? are both uh, two, two and two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. What is their favorite part about camping? Just I mean, do you just uh, like it, and run? It's
3: their best life. Yeah. I mean, when you, you think about with dogs and you have to go to these places where they have to be on leash,
1: mm-hmm. you
3: know, and you're picking up their poop and stuff behind them. And all dogs that. hate it. Yeah. Okay. You get them out in the backcountry and it's like, land. just go. Uh-huh. And um, I they're very well trained. They're waterfowl dogs, too. So I hunt with them. But. One blow of the whistle, they're coming. I was about back. to say,
1: how do you call them back? What's your call? Just blow the whistle. the whistle.
3: Yeah, and we go play ball and frisbee and they're sure. water dogs. I always try to be around a lake or a river wherever I stop. So it's oh. it's awesome. You think I
0: can train ever like that? No, take them BLM land. And no, let off the leash. Also don't put a Like shot this call morning on. when I left when I left to come <laughs> so here in my that. truck
3: this morning, they were like going crazy like hey where are you going without us you know they've got their their gunner kennels in the back of the truck and that's, right. that's their home so yeah
0: Aww. home
3: away from home yeah they're sweethearts what, it's been a real blessing
1: have you had like any um Unexpected struggles camping with dogs, like farts in the middle of the night yeah. or like them eating something they're not supposed to or. Rolling around on a dead something.
2: Yeah, and found, found and a snake.
3: Dogs. You know, I mean, fortunately, I mean, they, they don't sleep with me in the, the, the camper because they've got their own kennels, the gunner kennels. And those kennels are good down to you can be in the 20s and they're still warm in those kennels. And you can be up in the 90s and and they're doing fine right as far as unexpected things is they tend to go a little hard sometimes and like one time i was on the top of um cumberland mountain outside of gunnison yeah colorado, that part and, of colorado and um uh-huh. a child like was a there and th- they were throwing a frisbee and it went over the mountain and so lacy <sighs> decided oh. she was going to try to catch it and i uh-huh. Saw that out of the corner of my eye, and she's sliding down the still snow-covered <gasps> mountain. Yeah. Stop. So it was pretty scary. No. Fortunately, I was able to grab her. and so she you to, so, so you have to think about safety, not only for their going so hard and right. swimming hard or hurting their paws on various rocks and stuff. Do they have orange the, vests? But also the wildlife you have to be aware of, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do they have little orange vests they No wear? vests.
3: They've got orange colors. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Good yeah. enough. Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> but they're they're a ball i mean it's it's a, it's a thrill having them are you along. are
1: you a two dog person thinking about a third
3: not a third okay two's enough okay
1: yeah two's I,
3: I question myself sometimes on the two but now that they're pretty well cha- trained <laughs> right. i mean right. and they're a lot more chill when they need to be and they're responsive to the commands it's it's doable yeah. and
2: they have each other yes you know and That's good,
3: but occasionally my wife recently has been saying, "Why don't you leave Duke here and just take Lacey
0: Oh she misses them. It's the companionship. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. That's sweet. So,
0: so what about the what about the community that you found doing this? Because I I saw that you uh, you got you were recently in your Instagram feed. You were traveling with another Texas-based. Overlander, also with a Boreas trailer. That's I think. right, and and not just that. You were at the various overlanding uh, expos. I was at Flagstaff. We just didn't cross paths. There uh, you go. How about that? Um, and that weather change was significant. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so <I> it? <laughs> <laughs> it was cold and wet. <laughs> Storm
1: rolled over the
2: mountain um, um, real it fast.
0: Did. But but you got into this and you developed a community. You you mentioned friends and all that. Tell us about the community of Overland. Tell
1: us about friends.
0: Well, I'll mention <laughs> cuz I need Do one you or two. have
1: some? I, I, we need some. Can I share
0: some? <laughs>
3: I'll mention uh Texas X-lander Scott Willerford has had a big influence on me. Okay. Um he had been doing it longer. He's an ambassador with the Boris XT. I actually went to his home before I bought and looked at his camper and I said, "Man, I'm in." He mm-hmm. said, "We'll get packed up cuz when I call, you got to be ready." And that's how it's rolled out. So we've been on several adventures together and And uh,
1: that's how it works he calls and you roll out
3: one or the other calls and we're we're packed and ready to go at any Uh, time you just keep the campers plugged in so yeah it's a lot of fun
1: (laughs) it's clint's dream life yeah it so is
3: (laughs) the community though is is you know it's a it's a very respectful community Uh where they care about the land you know you 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 tread lightly. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're aware of like pollution and things like that that bother us, but we go out and we do community service things where we pick up trash, we help with the Forest Service people, we want to keep the trails open. So we're very respectful right. of that. And that's right. how we, we tread lightly. And, you know, if you want leave to keep no doing trace, it, you have to have that mindset. Yeah. I yeah. feel
1: like overlanders are, in ge- I mean, like it's just not like this party group of campers yeah. to like, no, it's a. Uh, no,
3: it's not that.
1: How can we make things better? Yeah. Um, I mean, when group. you're out
3: there hearing the bugle of a moose or something, you know, All you're right, not. who we're now you up. Those things are Yeah. yeah. so cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, what's the scariest animal you've seen while you're camping?
3: Probably bear in the you distance. Yeah.
1: <gasps> Did you say hi?
3: You know, you just go about your business, but you keep an eye on them. Don't, <laughs> don't,
1: <laughs>
0: like them. don't offer him. <laughs> Did
3: your the dogs basket? go crazy? Uh, I put him in their kennel when I saw the bear, and you know, because um, they probably would. You do have a firearm. You do have your bear spray. Yeah, and you're, the, all you're the trying kennels. to be ready.
1: because mm-hmm. you never know. You what, never know what kind of bear was it. A black bear. A black bear. Yeah, yeah. God, I just want to yeah. hug one so bad. Oh, well, they're they're making the come I wouldn't in do Texas. that, Lindsay. So bad. I
2: just want to hug that.
0: So, yeah, Just feed it from fentanyl and go for it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, you guys, stop! Stop!
3: Uh, so, so what's that a particular bear was in Montana that time?
0: What's yeah. a oh. typical trip kind of duration and drive kind of distance and all that? Is there a typical?
3: You know, I think a typical is probably twenty five hundred miles or mm-hmm. so. Wow. Um, but it takes, um, what, 700 miles to get out of Texas. <laughs> right. Right, Every time.
2: We are right Depends to in the
1: middle. It so, on how many buckies
0: you stop at. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but I would say probably around 25 to 3000.
0: Yeah. And, and you're generally out for kind of how long? What's your window? Uh,
3: how long do you get two weeks you're or home? more? Okay. I'm never called home. Yeah. But you know, I prepare to be out a month if uh-huh. I need to be. Yeah. Um, but I would say two weeks okay. is about yeah. timeline. Is your wife still working?
0: She is. Okay, so when she says done with that, you think she'll join you on more of these? I
3: think she will come along more, yeah. What she likes for me to do is I go and find like some of these really awesome places where there's no people and, yeah. and I'm like, man, this is a great setup. And yeah. then she'll say, come on and get me. And then we'll hang for a couple of nights. And the kids? Ew. My kids out? are grown. Yeah. Do they uh, my cool? daughter's into it. Yeah. yeah. She's a hiker. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. It's, it's the dream. It is.
1: Cl- Clint's all like,
3: yeah.
0: yeah.
1: He is like so
2: into it. I
3: see this. my future. <laughs> you know, it's, it, let me go. It's not for everybody. Like you said, uh, people that want to cook inside or, or these kind of things. But when you realize, um, like, when you live out of that little box for a month mm-hmm. and you've worn the same two pair of trousers for a month. Yeah. And maybe three pair of socks It's finally broken in. I mean you realize you don't need much. That's right. Yeah. You know. It's true. So if you're com- worried about or complaining about, I mean, go live in a box for a month and get along with it.
1: You figure out what's and important. you you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, it's the
3: experience and the things that you um see that um, keep you going back, you know, yeah. it makes you want to go around that next corner and go, what's what's let's go a little further. We're not ready to set camp yet.
2: But so yeah. many people will hear that and think that sounds like torture. It sounds miserable to be out there and wearing the same handful of clothes for a month. And I mean, why would I put myself through that? Who are you trying to impress? You know, so well, <laughs> it's not that It's it's just that to a lot of people that will sound yeah. like the worst tragedy ever. And, you know, when you put the spin on it of being out there in the middle of nowhere, I think there is there is a whole new perspective on the world, who you are, your place in it, all of those things shift if you can power through a different concept of
0: living. I always feel like you need to get that first day or two of being away from the hustle and bustle before your mind shifts into its correct gear oh
2: yeah, yeah. for me sometimes it's three days or yeah. more
3: yeah it does take a few days to kind of acclimate but it's it's a whole different life experience yeah you know when you're on i-35 here in austin area in traffic watch your mouth it's like, <laughs> like you think you Bad think work. camping out in the woods by yourself or with somebody's yeah. you know is difficult sitting in that traffic is what
1: it, that's
2: that's difficult,
3: difficult. well there's so
2: many people who can't be by themselves right i mean that's they're just not used to it there is no opportunity for that yeah. in our world so i think it sounds uh, kind of amazing if you have A an real
3: spirit and you were interested in some solitude mm-hmm. and serenity and seeing some things mm-hmm. that you might normally not have an opportunity to see it's, well, it's what real. have you yeah. learned about yourself Doing this kind of stuff. You know, there's a lot of self discovery, as a matter of fact, especially when you you break down and you need to think about, okay, how am I going to get this fixed? Um, I think what you learn about yourself is that you can do it. Yeah. I mean, when you have to do it. Yeah. Like, I almost lost my camper off of a mountain one time. Ooh, tell us what happened. Well, I was going up, I was in um, Wyoming, and I was heading over to Montana. And I was way out there and looking at my guy GPS and I noticed, man, this trail is getting pretty narrow. You know, it starts to change color, mm-hmm. which means this is no longer like a two track. This is probably a single track. Yeah. So I better turn around before I get which to there while I still so can. So I right. found a pretty big spot in the mm-hmm. cutout of the mountain, started making my maneuvers, got the camper in a certain way and I put some chocks in it and set the brake. I unhooked it from the truck. Oh. I thought, I think we're okay. Oh. The minute I left the camper and I started walking to my truck so I could reposition my truck and hook up again and then go back down, it started sliding. <sighs> and it kicked out. Just a friction slide, not yeah. rolling at all, yeah. just a slide. Right. Started started moving, and then I'm like, holy crap. I went and a 2,000 pound camper, it started getting momentum and started going no. toward the mountain. So I was able to get in front of okay. the hitch okay. and give it a little push and redirected it, but then it went crashing into the mountain, into into a gulch.
1: Better than off the mountain?
3: Better than off yeah, the mountain, because yeah, yeah. I was able to recover from it. I would gotten a pretty good gash out of my leg, um, but we did a little first aid, and then I had a winch, and I was able to winch it. and reposition it and it took about two hours yeah. but you're out there by yourself and you just have to do it
1: you gotta figure it
2: yeah. out
3: and yeah so there you go
2: or you could abandon your trailer I mean, <laughs> yeah you
3: could have started walking um, <laughs> well it, you
2: still had a car didn't you
3: i did have the car that's true i mean you yeah. could just drive. You could
2: just leave the car too and just walk. you could start walking <laughs> you
3: could start walking but it
2: seems like driving would be better
3: yeah yeah,
2: but but still, yeah, you but
3: incidents like
2: that or when you're like out.
3: one time we we're on a pretty difficult trail. And this was before I got my method race wheels, you know, and, uh-huh. and a really nice Kenda Clever MT2 tire with, yeah. a, you know, five ply side. Built uh-huh. for, we were on this rocky road or this trail and um, the uh, rim got bent a little on the outside and put a puncture into the sidewall. Yeah. So as I'm going along at 20 miles an hour, suddenly I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And I look right. back and it's like, squishy. Sh- it's sliding, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that was one of those situations where, hmm, I know I've got, you know, my jack, but the jack really wasn't tall enough because of where the angle was. So I had mm-hmm. to put some blocks. Fortunately, right. I had a couple of wood blocks and I made it by about that much getting that tire off, you know? wow. But so it's moments like that yeah. that you have to, you know, Put your gumption in and say, you "Okay, just, we've got to figure this out because there's nobody here to help." So
0: you. So, how many pieces yeah. of gear did you buy after you needed them? Like,
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, you learn by green doing. Tires, quite a green few.
0: Wheels, maybe, maybe a high lift jack. You know, do quite you, a few. Yeah, you're like, you know what? Yeah, the right tool wasn't Worth with it. me. Yeah,
2: and you know what you I learned. think about when I hear that story is so many people, you know, say, "Yeah, man, I got method wheels," you know, and I'm like, hey, world they really are useful. They really are stronger. They really are a better right. piece of equipment, and they kind of get billed a lot of times as being, you know, showy just, right. and
0: just a way to spend money. Yeah. Well, it's on how you use
2: it. But if you're using it, those things become right. Really,
3: they they actually can be a life yes. of they gear. They really can. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're, it's you're, not just show off. You're only as good out there as your weakest piece of gear. Right. And that's the one that'll get you. That's what I'm saying.
2: (laughs) Every time. So
3: so when you have these experiences, you're like, I'm not going to do that again. You got to get the upgrade. Yeah.
1: I want the upgrade. Yeah. So what if somebody listening is saying, okay. Like I'm gonna do this. I want to go out in the middle of nowhere. Um, where where would you point them to first to kind of gain their own community Ooh, or
0: Instagram Texas K9 Overland
3: that would help. All
2: right, <laughs> I like that. That would definitely be inspiring. I've Never
1: heard of that. Well,
3: there's there's quite a few stories and reels and posts on there that would help. But I, I would start with YouTube. I would go to overlandexpo.com, mm-hmm. and just get involved in the community from like a digital perspective. But you'll be surprised at the comments that you would get back ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't dive in and go up to 11,000 feet in the backwoods first time, because you're probably gonna get in trouble. Yeah, you really don't. need to gain some experience and learn about yourself and your capabilities. Of who you are as a person and from your gear.
1: And there's a lot of overland meetups that are Lots. like local, oh, like all yeah. over the country. Figure out, you know, which one is close to you. And well, I might not be ready to. Take my trailer up right. the mountain, but can I come camp next to you guys? Well, even
0: <laughs> you and I, we've been to the Texas Avid Outdoors. So, there you go. I thought you
1: were going to talk about that off-grid camping trip that we took that I wish you would stop talking about. I can't because that
0: was funny, <laughs> but I won't bring it up this time. Um, and yeah. then I think there's another one in it's Houston that just got
3: started and yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of local community.
2: Well, I know that you were saying you connected with the ambassador uh, For from Goreus. and that was kind of your side by side learning, mm-hmm. and that's what I think most people wish they had. A little who, bit of mentorship, who do, maybe. Yeah, somebody you say, "Hey, can I camp with you? Can I, can can I hang out with you?" Um, that's tough to do, but if you connect with these communities and show up there, and,
3: that's the word. You got to show up. Yeah. Like when you're, if you want to do this, and you. The more you do it, the more you're going to enjoy it because the more involvement you have, right. the more people you get to know. Right. It just yeah. makes it better. But you, you know, it's like anything, you got to stick with it. You got to keep showing up. Right. Give it three years. Yeah. Just shows better. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the I tried it once and I didn't like it. Probably, you know, need a little bit more yeah. effort than that.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, th- if you had a horrible first experience, that might deter you, but. That's why you got to kind of know your boundaries and don't yeah. go out and get in trouble the first time. Yeah,
2: a weekend off the grid in a field somewhere near your house may not be enough to really understand the adventure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you kind of adventure, step like out. you
3: said, is the reels on Texas Canine Overland mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you see the expanse. Right. Like when you're in Wyoming. Particularly with the music that's always. Oh, the back music. Back. You like my the, 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 the music. Background,
0: background of your movie. I'm like, is that always playing out where he goes? <laughs> it's
3: just my music. I grew up in, in church, <laughs> That's you know.
2: right. Yeah. Like, that's right. When I went through your Instagram, I was like, well, I know how old Tyler is. Do you is. know, don't you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's I very, can tell by the music. It's very telling. Right. Yeah. Well,
2: you know, we're yeah. probably very close here.
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: um, so, One of the things that I don't want to let you leave without hearing is your favorite destinations. You know, you've been to some cool places. Tell me about some of the coolest places you have been where you spent a few days or a week or just enjoyed... The amazing solitude.
3: Yeah, you know the Bitterroot National Forest area in Montana? I
2: I do not know that. Where is
3: it? Well, near Darby where Yellowstone was filmed with Kevin Costner. is just incredible because you can be in Montana and Idaho within about 20 miles of one or the other and the the lushness there is just incredible the wow. virgin trees the timber the ponderosa pines yeah. oh my I gosh mean, your
1: eyes are lighting up. oh yeah right this is I'm so chills.
3: <laughs> but like you're there in that river and you're in solitude and you're thinking there's probably a bear looking at me but that's okay i'm going to sit here and enjoy this with my pups and just yeah. take yeah. it in yeah. and that was a spot that i stayed for many days many days and would excursion from there and kind of push the boundary and then go, I'm getting a little too far out because I, at one point I detached from my camper and said, I'm just going to go, but then I didn't have my survival gear and I'm like, I'm about 25 miles out. I better get back because it's getting late. It's getting cold. So, you know, that's the kind of situation. you,
0: You learn a different way to think too. You, most of us don't think 25 miles. And mm-hmm. what it could mean for survival. Oh yeah. So, so you're really flexing some yeah. really. I mean, this is survival stuff that eons of of humans had to think like our brains actually function well in that respect. It makes us invigorated, makes yeah. us alive, and yet we're kind of dull in that area. In the past hundred something. It, when you're of looking
3: years. at like your 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 GPS or you're using Gaia, you have to understand the scale, because if you're on your phone, you're thinking, oh, that's not that far. Mm-hmm. Well, it's far. Yeah, you know, it's only one inch. That one inch. I mean that that could be that could be a life or death situation, right. and it could be an all day. Yeah, it can. It's it all could day. Be a, uh, all because day one mile. Yeah, people might say, <laughs> "Well, you only went twenty miles today." Well, yeah. I mean, we're doing two or three miles an hour at times. I mean, because you're rock-clawing and Uh different things, getting places.
2: Uh, Okay, so I want to come back to destinations because we only only hit one, and I'm sure there's more. But when you're talking about life-or-death situations, to a lot of people, that's going to sound pretty darn dramatic. And you say you get away from your safety gear and your life-saving gear. What are you exactly talking about here?
3: Well, um... To give you an example, I was in the wet mountain valley in Colorado, and I'd gone out for a hike Mm -hmm. away from my rig. And I was in a short sleeve shirt and um, didn't even take my gun or bear Mm -hmm. spray. And I almost felt like I got lost at one point. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, um, I I can't see the sun. There's such dense foliage in this wilderness. I kind of got turned around. Mm -hmm. And I thought, all right be calm take a seat bring the dogs mm-hmm. and just ponder this for a minute my legs were starting to shake because i was getting tired and i said well, okay it's going to be really cold here in about an hour and a half right and um so you're starting to think what would i do for warmth you know right. would the dogs be of help you know can, can you find your way back Fortunately I was able to find my way back but it taught me a, a valuable lesson even if you're going on that short walk you want to have your backup gear right because you have to think what what could happen 2 or 3 hours sure. from now it could be a fall yeah. you twist mm-hmm. your ankle you yep. can't get out you could freeze you got to have the clothing it could be an animal so there's those things that you you know you have to prepare for always carrying your knife there are certain things like that that you don't think about or need necessarily in an urban environment.
1: I think uh, everybody is used to kind of being the boss and in charge in our world. Like, yeah, but out there, nature. But is. out there, <laughs> like, it, I think it's hard for some people to realize that, like, out there, it, it's not. It's different. Anything could happen at any moment, and it's. Um, it's not you don't have control over it's, that yeah, stuff so mother, you have to be prepared
3: it's mother nature yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. also very freeing and yeah, also you're just control. you're just this
1: little speck in this big forest yeah. and
0: um
3: as long as you stick to the basics where you have your hydration yeah. and you have a way to keep warm and a way to protect yeah. yourself
0: you know that's I, pretty much yeah. it. i was kind of thinking you know there's a lot of skills involved that you're mentioning that you're kind of either you have them or you know you start to figure out that i need to build this skill and all that the way you think the way you approach first aid situations the way you approach rescuing a trailer. I mean, you know, it, I'm thinking that the Overland Expos and, and get togethers are some of the best place to get real hands on training and input. And I and I do love me some YouTube, but it's not the same thing as there. Get, you know, yeah, even, even down to the smell of the situation. Yeah. You
3: know, Yes, attending those expos is phenomenal. The speakers, the the classes, because skills will
0: save the, the, you. The mm-hmm. fellowship. Or just make yeah. it more fun.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Make you I mean, I good. should give a shout out to Ozark Overland Adventures. Okay. Yeah. Ozark. Yeah. Where are they based out of? He's out, out of Arkansas. Shout. Would be. Yeah. 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 He, he, he's be. another person. He's a lot of the, the influence when they're when they're doing their thing and they say, this inspires one person. Well, those people, I'm that one person. Yeah, right. You know, I'm like, right. I, I really, I like what I'm seeing. I like where they're going. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel this community pulling me. And so they did inspire me and then I just took the steps and now I'd say I'm part of the community. So baseline skills, would you say some first aid training? Oh yeah, first aid training. Any other kind of baseline? You know, you need to be able to make a fire when it's wet. Mm-hmm. You need to have the tools. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to be warm when it's freezing. Can you, you make know? a fire with two to, sticks? You need to be able to be dry when it's wet, yeah. you know? Yeah. Some yeah. of those basic elements that you're exposed to, and you're exposed to them all day, and they could be unrelenting. Sure. You know. Sure. Yeah.
2: Well, the most that so many people are exposed to in this realm is like an episode of Survivor. So it all sounds treacherous. It all sounds awful. And what you're saying is that being out there, if you're prepared, yeah, the, the beauty and the wonder is well worth, I don't know, learning to be self-sufficient to some degree. Yeah,
3: I give a shout out to Texas X-Lander. There is no such thing as bad weather. Just bad. Oh, okay. Just bad clothing. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, Well, that is See those that is those a smart inspirational thing. little nuggets that you get from people who've done it longer and have gone further, you learn from that and you pick up on it and it sure. keeps yes. you.
1: That Walmart jacket probably is
2: not going to be gonna what, what you want.
1: <laughs> I want to know what your favorite spot is in Texas since texas is not known for its uh free overlanding, he's, he's gonna
0: say like any of the, any of the number of you're now leaving texas signs
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's you know mile marker. Yeah.
3: i mean big ben interlingua yes. is mm-hmm. pretty awesome it's
2: pretty fabulous christmas
3: mountain if you've never done it which yes. i have by myself i got the permit wow. it's, it's very challenging mm-hmm. i mean it's almost five thousand feet very mm-hmm. big rocks, very sharp switchbacks. So that's definitely a challenge. But wow. where I hang out is near Regency, Texas, which I is in. I have no the, idea where that is. Well, it's one of the last swinging bridges in the state over the oh, Colorado cool. River. It's what? north of San Saba. And swinging it's, bridges?
2: Like, that's not far.
3: It's not. It's what? 100 miles. What's a swinging bridge? Like well, a bridge that it, it droops? You, it, it, yeah, it droops. <gasps> and it's he- held by guy wire. Mm hmm. Cool. Yeah. And back That's in when George her. Bush was our president, he was actually out there when they um, built it. You know, yes. refurbished it to okay. make it a useful thing. Yeah.
2: And I have actually been on that. Bridge. Can you swing There's on, it? Can you on it? Pictures of us on that
1: bridge. Or is that like a no-no? It,
3: no, no. When you walk on it, moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's
2: and, and, so cool. and when you drive <laughs> it on just it, so cool. It you drive moves. on it? Yes. Oh, you drive over it. Yes, it's a bridge. It'll, well, yeah. it'll handle, <laughs> it handles like yeah. 5,000
3: like 5, pounds, something like that. Yeah.
2: I tell you what, uh, I came home, and total side note, so I'll make it quick. I came home and Richard said, so I booked us a weekend in Sin, Saba, and I'm like, what right okay all right i will suffer through this right and it was one of the best weekends there is so many cool things to do Mm -hmm. it's tiny we got there at eight o'clock all the restaurants were closed that was interesting it was sunday night we ate what we could grab at the convenience store
0: survival skills but
2: past there there's so many cool Things to see, and that bridge was one of them. And stay, I don't know.
3: stay at the Dolphmayer Hotel when you're there. Or go to Mill Pond; it's yes. a beautiful lake that you can go and walk yeah. along the river. All see dogs kinds of again. Great things there. You know, you got the ducks and everything, and it's just it's it's a part of the of a ranching farming community yes with you know that about 30 square miles around you there's nothing nothing but yes. ranch country black so Angus.
2: that that brings me to say and those are
3: a lot of good roads a good beginner roads for people to drive on and a- and, and that's get what out. I was okay. gonna yeah. say
2: yeah if yeah. you want to learn how to camp by yourself how to be outdoors how to connect in this way uh, we all think it has to be some epic adventure mm-hmm. which is cool but San Saba's is an hour from here.
3: Start and small. Go to Colorado Bend State Park. Yes. An, an hour from
2: wherever mm-hmm. you are, there is going to be some place where you can get away, see those outdoor things, camp in a way that you are not connected to the grid and connected to people. Yep. It's right there next to you. Start there and. and and the thing
3: is you forget that when you're in this environment and that's what the beauty is of being out there to know that guess what it's still out there
1: (laughs) and that's what's so phenomenal
3: Yeah, you know when you come over a pass and all you see is the humps of the mountains and you're like i'm going there (laughs) And then you just navigate to it and you're there and you're like, (laughs) it's still here and there's nothing around you and there's no pollution.
2: (laughs) And how to do that is easy to learn. If you connect to some people who are, who
3: are, there's a lot of tools and a lot of people and there's a lot of support. Absolutely.
2: Well, we will look at some links and we'll put them in our notes Mm -hmm. that will give people some jump off points, people to connect to. And the other thing that I found in this community is if you just, text somebody, email them, or call them up, they're glad to talk to they you. Even excited. if they have no it. idea who you yeah. are, they'll yeah. say, hey man, yeah, well, I'm gonna be here. <laughs> Come on down. P.J. Now. does not advocate calling strangers, by the way. Oh, I do on this, you I say, They don't <laughs>
1: know you, just Can, pick a number, if call, you,
2: call you them. If you get with
3: involved people. with Patreon and support mm-hmm. some of these influencers mm-hmm. through their Patreon, they'll provide their GPS mapping. Yeah, and some of their favorite spots yeah. and places some meetups. Yeah, yeah. What yes. have you? So, what's yes. the
1: what's next for you? What's what's your next big trip?
3: My, oh, thank you for asking. My oh, next big trip is going to be. I'm going up through Idaho next uh, year. Potato. What'd you call me? Idaho potatoes. <laughs> We're going to go Idaho <laughs> up <Sorry>. through Montana <laughs> to Glacier National Park, and then also oh. next time I'm doing Oregon. <sighs> the Pacific Northwest. Uh, so those are the two biggies coming up in 2024. Well, so, those
2: are two amazing places. Huge. No matter what you're yeah. camping, so in. if you see yeah. a
3: dark
0: gray 2020 F150 in your rear view, you're just you can't shake them. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, y'all be sure to go check out. TX 9 Overland, Texas K9 Overland, and then we can go with you to those amazing places.
0: Ooh, and let's schedule another off-grid camp out for Lindsay, and let's just have Tyler and his dogs come along. We'll oh, that'd be great. Teach t- t- Lindsey how to use
3: the heater. So, <laughs> yeah. I'll bring the dogs next time, for sure. Will you? Yeah, Will you fun. come
2: camp with us if we have a kind of a getaway?
3: I'd love to. All right. Be great. We're to cool. schedule, though.
0: All right. uh, well, that's your that's job. the hardest yeah. part. I just show up. You know that. Well, Tyler, this has been fantastic.
3: I think so too. It's been so a lot of good. fun. Thanks for having me. Let's
0: let's do Absolutely. this again. Um and and we'll uh, we'll get some of these skills. Maybe we'll uh, we'll have you evaluate us on. Yeah. It. <laughs> How's my fire? That's a candle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that is a candle.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: it, it gets worse as well, the day goes. You off. might have yeah.
3: seen one of my recent reels about a campfire that I had. I was out on a. I didn't know. Look for it. now Tells we have to it? go. Yeah. You gotta look at it. All right. It was somewhat of a parody because the campfire was about twelve feet. Whoa! Oh, a bonfire. So. Whoa! Yeah. All right. Whoa. But I called it a campfire. And, yeah.
1: Can, can so. you shut off this recording so we can go watch the reel?
0: Yeah,
3: Thanks. There smart. you go.
0: <laughs> Everybody, you can catch the show notes for this episode at RVSmallTalk.com. You can catch up with Tyler and his puppers at uh, TexasCanineOverland.com. But really, if you want to see the action, go check out the Instagram and the reels there because that's where uh, where you get to see the sights, hear the sounds, and really kind of experience. It's just a little bit more immersive that way. Um, <laughs> and that's pretty much it, unless you all have something else. <laughs> no
1: just Instagram uh, is immersive
0: well more, more so than other
3: depends on what handle you're on <laughs> <laughs> all right
2: we're walking away right now Thank thanks bye <laughs>